1: Okay, I don't know if y'all can hear. It's the first time I tried to do this. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You got something something. What did you do? Oh, okay. Now you can hear me. All right, for those that are, all right, we're going to, as I said, we're doing the best we can here. Yeah. Okay, okay. that's still good. Good, you got to be able to see it. Oh, Okay. But you can see mine's on there, right, on the computer?
0: You me and you are
1: the oh, okay, that's... I just want to know if you can see it, because when you get ready to unmute, I guess, you'll have to push whatever comes up. Because whatever you did to mine, you can hear me now. Hard,
0: what? To... Where's... Where's
1: hand? Well, They'll have to push one in... When it does that, it'll probably show some kind of flag or something. All right. As I said, we're, we're trying to do what we can, so let us let us pray. Gracious and wonderful Father, who supplies all of our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus, we thank you for this day that you have made, that we will rejoice and be glad at. We thank you that you go ahead of us, behind us, in front of us, lead us, guide us according to Psalms 22, Psalms 23, and Psalms 24. Open up the gate so that the king of glory can come in. For the king of glory is the one who sets us free. He's redeemed us from the law of sin and death according to Psalms 22. And he has made himself and we have created the word. He is our shepherd. He is our leader. He's the one who did everything and that we are redeemed by the precious blood of the lamb. And he is the lamb of God. We thank you, Father, that you hear our prayer. We thank you for your help. We thank you for everything that you've done and everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <clears throat> All right, then. I'm going to go to the book of of uh, Mark, the sixth chapter, starting with the first verse, giving everybody a chance to get there. Mark, the sixth chapter. And the first verse. And what we're talking about, signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. That's what Jesus taught all through the Bible. He taught us by allegories, uh, affirmations, examples. Everything is all about being taught. And that's why when you read the word of God, you'll find that the Jesus had a fourfold ministry. He came teaching, then preaching, then healing, and prophesying. Healing is a twofold thing. Healing means cast out demons,
0: and it also
1: means to be relieved from disease. But there are two different things into the word of healing. Well, the main thing is teaching is more important than anything because you are saved by the word not by what you think, but by hearing brings you faith or trust in what the word is saying, and that's what we live by, the trust in the word, and the word is the word of God. All right, let's look at, as I said, we're going to start at Mark, the uh, sixth chapter and the first verse. And he went out from him and came into his own country. His disciples followed And when the Sabbath day had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, "From whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even the mighty works are wrought by his hand? Now, as I told you, the word hand can mean thought. All right, And the more you get to the root of something, you'll find out that it's allegory it's trying to get us to understand how the kingdom operates. It operates by rules. Then it says, is not this the carpenter's son, uh, the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, and Judah, and Simon, are not his sister's? which is with us, and they were offended by him. When you start to teach the truth, people don't want to hear it. If you're not talking about making no money, getting the material things they need, they fail to remember what in Matthew, the sixth chapter, talks about, where it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. A lot of times when you pray, you'd be praying about things that you want, things that you need. only thing you have to do is bring. it's called a petition or a supplication. You bring it before the Lord and believe that he's going to answer it. Now, if you're praying amiss, it's not going to be answered. If you're praying for selfish reasons, it's not going to be answered. The thing is, is to understand Jesus came teaching first. And we have to get the teaching, standing, and then we operate in trust. We call it faith. Another people might call it trust. We operate in trust. All right. Would you like to go ahead and read, boy? Yeah.
0: But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. and he could there do no mighty work, say that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk
1: and healed them. Now, if you notice, unbelief and doubt can stop the works of God. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, it ain't uh, like uh, it's, it, you can't do these things, but because of that, God does not manifest himself among unbelief. So that's why I said, he could not do no mighty work. He didn't say he couldn't do nothing. He said he couldn't do no mighty work. Just him that laid his hand on a few sick folks. Hand is another word I told you for thought. you got to, first of all, believe that what you're seeing is going to come to pass. That's why it says Mark, the 11th chapter, and the 23rd verse. When you pray, you must have a vision in your thoughts that, This is what I'm praying about. I'm praying and I'm believing I'm going to receive this for myself or for somebody else. The most time when you pray for somebody, you'll see miracles happen for them before you'll hear see it happen for yourself. But that's part of the rules of the kingdom. It's better to give than it is to receive. And this is the thing that God is trying to get us to be, unselfish unmotivated for things of ourselves, but motivated for things for other people. All right, we keep reading.
0: And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages teaching. And he called unto him the twelve, and began to send them forth by two and two, and gave them power over unclean spirits, and commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script no bread, no money in their purse, but, he shot, but be shod with sandals and not put on two coats.
1: Now, why did he do all that? I told you Jesus' first part of his ministry is teaching. It's going over again, teaching, teaching. And then it says that uh, he marveled, the sixth verse, that he marveled because of their unbelief or doubt. And he went around all the places, you know, the village, teaching, 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 and he called on himself the 12, beginning to send them out two by two, and gave them power over unclean spirits. So if God sends us out two by two, why do we go out one by one? we got to go by what the Bible teaches, and it is a metaphor that Where to touch and agree upon anything of this earth, it will be done of my Father, not by done by us. It will be done by my Father if we touch and agree, and that we do it in the will of God. All right? And he said he commanded them that they should not take nothing in their journey save a staff only, and a staff represents a tree. And curses is he who hangs on the tree that's why Moses and all the rest of them had staff. that's a thing to put curses upon. When Moses threw down his staff, the staff became a snake. When Janus and the other one threw down theirs, they became snakes. but the bigger snake ate up the smaller snake. In other words, it gets rid of curses. now if you don't understand it not more than just. I believe it. No, you got to understand it—that this is a spiritual warfare. Even though we might use something solid, it's spiritual. And what's doing that. <laughs> using the spiritual things to attack spiritual things? All right. And he he said he gave them power over unclean spirits, and that he told them not to take anything with them. But you know, most churches. Most churches don't live by faith. They live by sight. If you give this amount of money to the ministry, God's going to bless you. What's wrong with just giving to God, period? And let God tell you what he's going to do. Because the Bible says if you give in secret, I will award you openly. That's in Matthew. This is why I said you've got to know what the, the rules are, and the rules are, uh Isaiah the twenty eighth chapter, starting with the uh I think it's about the eight or nine verse where it talks about here is wisdom, here is knowledge, here's understanding. It here a little, there a little, putting it together like a jigsaw puzzle. And then you will start seeing it. Then you'll see the kingdom being manifested. Then you'll have an understanding that God doesn't deal in time. We look at time like, Lord I've been waiting for this prayer for 20 years, but that doesn't move God. There's a man that was sick for 38 years. There's a girl that was sick for 12 years. Time does not move God. It's the word that moves God. He loves to hear his word spoke, and then he loves to see people uh, walk in faith. So that's why he said, you don't need no bread, no strip, no money in that person. He said, "Be shod with the sandals, and and not put on two coats." Well, why did it sandals? Sandals represent the, the, what uh, John said, "I am not worthy to latch up the latches on his sandals," which is a metaphor for peace. That's why we put when we get our putting on the whole armor of God. One of the weapons, or one of the things that we use is the uh, breath of righteousness, and having our feet shod with the preparation of peace, which means blessing. We go around to bless people, not to curse them. Go ahead.
0: And he said unto them, In what place soever ye enter into and house, there abide till ye depart from that place. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear you, when ye depart, thence take off the dust under your feet for a testimony against them. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city.
1: Now, what is it talking about? I keep telling you, it's metaphors. And when it says that, like, you go into a place and you speak the truth, you speak the word of God, and they don't accept you, I'm I'm giving you an example. I was at a church, and they didn't like what I said. That's because I taught that uh, the Bible is right and no matter what you feel is wrong when it comes down against the word of God. So they got mad at me and told me, I need to go home and pray. And I said, I don't need to pray for this. I know God. I went out there and I took the dust off my foot. And within uh, that church was open for over 20-some years. Within three months, that church was closed down. It's been closed down for over 20 years now. The word is right. God's people learn to appreciate the word so that their testimony is that God's word really works. And just like it says, be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. What does it mean by Sodom and Gomorrah? It means burning flesh. What does burning flesh mean? the will to please yourself more than you want to please God. All right, keep going.
0: And they went out and preached that men should repent. And they cast out many devils and anointed with oil, many that were sick, and healed them. And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad, and he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead,
1: and therefore, mighty works do shoot forth themselves in him. All right. Now let's let's get a, a glance at what this is talking about. You remember I told you Jesus' ministry came out first about teaching, and the second thing was preaching. These are signs, wonders, and miracles. How do I know? Because the 13th verse says they cast out many devils and anointed with oil many that were sick. Remember I told you? There's a difference between casting out spirits and healing the sick. The Bible says for us to uh, put oil on the sick. That's why it says in the book of James, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church, anointing them with oil. What kind of oil? The same thing that Jesus had when the the wise men came to him, they brought frankincense and myrrh. That was the oil mixed with olive oil. I'm telling you what the rest of it is. But you have to go back into the scriptures and look in the Old Testament and how they anointed people. And then it said that was for many that were sick and healed them. All right? Then it talks about Herod. Herod of him, and he talks about reincarnation. Why do I know that he said that? Because he killed John. He killed John the Baptist. cut off his head, had it on a platter and everything. And seeing what he said, that John the Baptist has risen from the dead. Then I mean, you know, this John was killed, but yet still, he said he had risen from the dead mighty works to show forth themselves in him. All right, keep going.
0: Others said that it is Elias. Others said that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, "It is John whom I beheaded; he, he is risen from the
1: dead." Now let's look at 15 there again. It's just others said, it is Elias, you know that's the prophet. Others said this is a prophet, or as one of the prophets. Now the reason they said a prophet, there is a, a, a scripture in the Old Testament that Moses said that God would raise up in the end time. Like unto himself He would be the prophet And God has created What they call Christ And Christ is the prophetic, Which is in Jesus That's why he is called the Christ And when it says when God comes back To control the world It's going to be God and his named one Or the chosen one And the chosen one is Jesus himself They did not recognize him And they did not know the time of their visitation and that's why we have to read these scriptures, not to memorize everything, but read them, because if you read them, when the Spirit wants to bring them forth, he'll bring forth what you just read, which is of Jesus, because Jesus said, I am the book. I come in the volume of the book as written to me. And the more you understand, the Bible is going to be a part of you That where your mind will not understand your Uh, Your teaching will not comprehend Anything but all of a sudden The spirit will give you Understanding And that's when you'll move From the place of work To the place of rest He goes
0: For Herod himself Had sent forth and laid hold Upon John and bound him In prison for Herodias' Sake his brother Philip's wife For he had married her For John had said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and in holy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly.
1: Now, look at what happened. Who got him in trouble? His wife. And his wife was the wife of his brother. And uh, instead of him uh, doing the things that he should have feared, you know, feared God, John because of God in him, he gave his, uh, his own interpretation in 20. He said, he feared John knowing that he was a just man and a holy and observed him, observed him how, seek his watch the fruit that he was bringing forth. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him with gladness. In other words, he was a good man until he listened to, and I'm not speaking on women or anything, but until somebody seduced him, somebody changed his thoughts, changed his way, and he obeyed what his wife said or what his spirit said or what his mind said that he wanted to please somebody else. But like I always tell people, you better please God. Don't even worry about pleasing yourself. Please God so in the end you will be rewarded. Go ahead. When a
0: convenient day was come, and Herod on his birthday made a supper to his Lord, high captain, and chief of states of Galilee. And when the daughter of the said Herodias came in and danced and pleased Herod and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he swear unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee unto the half of my kingdom.
1: Now, what had happened, Satan had slipped in, caused uh, 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 his wife to be mad at him. She talked to her daughter and said, Okay, whatever you want me to do, Mom. And Mom said, Please him. Make him happy. So she would be able to seduce him. And not her as a person. (laughs) It's the spirit that was in her, was setting him up for a fall. Go ahead.
0: And she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that you give me, by and by, in a charger, the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry, yet for his oath's sake. And for their sakes which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought. And he went and beheaded him in the prison and brought his head in a charter and gave it to the damsel and the damsel gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things both
1: what they had done and what they had taught. In other words, we're skipping a little bit on stories and stuff. They were talking about John the Baptist. Now we're talking about uh, John's disciples. When they heard it, they took up his uh, body and laid it in a tomb. And then I was going to skip again to the apostles. And they had gathered themselves around unto Jesus and told him the same what they had done, we're not talking about God anymore, and what they had taught. You hear me going back to teaching? It's so important to be taught by the right people. All right, go ahead.
0: And he said unto them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. But there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat.
1: Now, here's the thing. There, are, there is time and season for everything. One the times and seasons is to rest. A lot of times we get on fire, we're doing toe and throw, and I need to please God. I need to please God. I need to do this. I need to do that for God. Listen. You need to rest in the word. Listen to the scriptures. That's why at our church we play scriptures at the beginning of the church service so that you can rest in the word and that the word can be made flesh inside of you. It's a spiritual thing. All right, keep going.
0: And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither, not and ran afoot thither out of all cities. And out went them, and came together unto him. And Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and was moved with compassion toward them, because they were as sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him. This is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away, that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat.
1: Now, let's look at this. Let's go in there where it says the uh, 33rd. And the people saw him depart. Many knew him and ran of put their debtor out of all the cities and went to them and came unto him. Why? Because he had the word of life. Jesus taught the word of life over and over and over again. And the rules of life is the uh, understanding of the scriptures. And the scriptures talked about him, himself. That's why he said, learn of me for I am meek and lowly. He didn't tell us to be proud. He told us to be meek and lowly. In other words, I have power to do whatever I want to do, but I have it under control because I'm not letting my emotion control me. Then he said, 34, and Jesus, when he came out, saw much people and was moved with compassion toward them because they were as sheep not having a shepherd, and he came to teach, there we go again, there are many things. Some things uh, we can't teach people because they're not ready to learn. That's why I, I used to be some things I would not teach about reincarnation. I uh, wouldn't talk about uh, spiritual beings enter into people. But the Bible tells you these things, and unless God opens up your eyes, you're not going to see it. That's why Hebrews, the 13th chapter in the first verse says, be be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for many have entertained angels or messengers unaware. They don't always come with wings and stuff. Sometimes they may be just a human being, but you don't realize. As soon as they leave your presence, they go back to where they were. They can change their bodies. They can change their looks. They can change everything about themselves. So that's why when we, when we look, we look at the Bible first as the rule book, and then we look to see what is being taught. Finish. Okay, let's come your that Lord, is finished.
0: He answered, said unto them, give ye them to eat. And they say unto him, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He said unto them. How many loaves have you? Go and see. And when they knew, they say five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all.
1: Now, let's look at this thing. What is it talking about, five laws and two fishes. If you add that up, it's number seven. Seven is completion. And here these people needed something, and Jesus was able to supply it according to that number that he was giving us. Seven is completion. So he was able to pray over the food, and the food multiplied. Go ahead. And they did eat.
0: And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. And straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto uh, Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone on the island. I mean on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing, for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed, it, passed by them. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit, and cried out, For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and said unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid.
1: Now what is he talking about? Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. The Bible says all in the Old Testament, when the word of God was going forth, it says, fear not, fear not. Don't be timid. Don't be holding back. Your job is to believe what the word says, and Jesus is the word. And because he was walking up on the, the sea and supposed they thought it was a spirit or an angel. A lot of times when you read the scriptures, you'll find when Peter was in jail and the angel came and let him out, and it he went to the door to knock and wrote or answered the door, but she wouldn't let him in. And she told the rest of them that he was outside. And they said, no, it's his angel. But it wasn't. It was Peter himself. So that lets you know that your angels that are assigned to you may look just like you, but you don't know that until you get to the other side. There are angels that are born with you. As soon as you're born, the angels were already there to write down books. You got one They write down the good things. you got one that writes down the bad things so that when you come to the judgment, you'll be judged out of the books. But until that time, it says, be of good cheer. That word good cheer is another word for be blessed, be happy, tenfold blessing, all right? And he went up unto
0: them into the ship, and the wind ceased and they were sore made in themselves beyond measure and wonder. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. And when they had passed over, they came into the land of the Genesareth, and drew to the shore.
1: Now let's look at that 52 here. It says, when they considered not the miracles of the loaves, for their heart or their mind was hardened. I went to a church, miracles happened, and I asked one of the people that was with me, I said, do you see all those miracles? No, I didn't see no miracles. It shocked me. But then I go back to the scriptures. A lot of times, miracles can happen around people, and they don't even see it, or they don't consider it a miracle because of the hardness of their mind, the inner mind. All right? But that's why... I tell people, be open-minded, but stick with the scriptures. Stick with the scriptures. All right, keep going. Okay, let me finish this first.
0: And when they were come out of the ship straightway, they knew him, and ran through that whole region round about, and began to carry about in bed those that were sick where they heard he was. And whithersoever he entered into villages or cities or country, they laid the stick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. Now
1: if you notice that it says soon as they found out he was in the country or in their land, <laughs> they would bring out people, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And who was the word of God? Jesus. They heard about the signs, wonders, and miracles. And they came out from the village of the city, and they laid the sick up on the street, and besought him that he might touch them. Where else did they do that? Peter. They laid the sick people on the street, and they were hoping that Peter's shadow would just touch them as he walked by. Well, that don't make no sense. I'm trying to tell you, God uses the wise, the things of this of wise to confuse, to confuse, to confuse those who think they know everything. It's better just to relax and say, Lord, you're God, I'm not, and leave it alone. Okay, you said you had a question? I
0: so in verse 44 uh, where it says, they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. Is that excluding the women and children because
1: I'm pretty sure there was women and children. Yeah, but you'll have to read the other scriptures where it talks about and the women too. Okay. That's why it has it. Instead of M-A-N, M-E-N that you know it was all talking about men. And that's because each person has their own thing that they have to walk in. Men have a certain thing. Women have a certain thing. Now, I know people are going to get mad at me. I don't care. It's better for a man to raise a man and a woman to raise a woman than a woman to try to raise a man or a man trying to raise a girl because we have our own things to do. The Bible tells us very clearly that the older women are supposed to teach the younger women how to love their family. They're also supposed to teach the younger women how to well. Well, what is well? That means how to pray. Pray out of their soul. Men don't pray like they should, or I ain't going to say like they should. They they pray as they have been taught. But a woman, they pray from the emotions. How do I understand that? Because it says Jesus moved with compassion and not with logic. Okay, what's your second question?
0: Well, in verse 56, what is the difference between these people that are touching the border of his garment and the woman
1: that had the issue of love for 12 years? Okay. That's where she got the idea from. Because it's more than just, see, we only get what we read here. But the scriptures are that uh, the border, that's why it's on these prayer shawls and stuff, If you touch the border, you're touching the kingdom of God, which is, I told you, it's metaphors, and there's a certain string on there that if you touch it, it brings forth healing. And so the lady, uh, she said within herself, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, then I, she had to have this in her mask, I would be made whole. These people here, same thing. If we could just touch the hem you know, of his garment, then we would be made whole. To give you an example, as I said, I was up there in uh, Michigan. This lady had, uh, what was it, uh, oh, it's a crippling disease. Um, scoliosis? Scoliosis. She had scoliosis. And I told her, I said, lady, you, 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 you see I got all these people here to pray. I can't pray for you right now. She said, but I can't stand any longer. I'm in so much pain. I said, if you'll touch the hem of my garment. She didn't argue. She didn't complain. She didn't try to figure it out. She touched the hem of my uh, jacket. And as soon as she did, the power of God healed that woman. She jumped straight up and said, Jesus, that's healed!" heal and took off running. And she's been healed ever since. And that's been over eight years ago.
0: Okay, so... What was the difference between the woman with the issue of blood? Because Jesus said, who touched me? Because he felt that virtue mm-hmm. in his body. So,
1: of them re-
0: touched him. So.
1: And they were healed. But there's one thing he said. Somebody touched me with faith, with trust. Same thing. They touched him in trust, and they got healed.
0: So, but they... Same thing with these people
1: right here. Yeah. They they had faith. And that's why they got ill. Okay, I
0: guess. That's why they got healed. <clears throat> but he didn't say, like, who touched me? Who touched me? Yeah,
1: no. He already knew that this is part of the
0: a lot of people
1: touching him and stuff. But the rest of that story was she touched it in faith or in trust. She had it in her mind. These people, the same thing, had it in their mind that if I touched uh, him, I would be made whole. I would be healed. It's all I keep telling people. The battle is in the mind. The battle is in the mind. And just like that saying here, we go again. Whatever entered the village or city or country, they laid the sick in the street. Now, that makes no sense. But yet still... The Bible always interprets itself. Who else laid the uh, people in the street? Those that were in Peter's hand And Peter's shadow, all it did was his shadow touched them, and they got healed. I was at a church service. and I said, okay, you see what it says. Now watch what I'm going to do. And I walked through the group, and as I was walking through, the people that were sick and stuff instantly got healed. So it said "Besought him that they might, Touch, if it were but the border of his garment. I told you it's a string. It, it It's on the prayer shelf. And it says, and as many as touched him were made whole. They wasn't just healed. They were made whole because of the idea in the mind which says, if I can just touch this part, I would be made whole. I would be healed. That's why I say this. It's all about the shortest word is it's either exception or rejection. A lot of times people don't realize they'll reject things and they'll say, no, I really believe, but they really don't believe. That's why he said I couldn't do many works because of their what? Unbelief or their doubt. They really didn't know who Jesus was. They thought he was just a good man, a prophet, and stuff like that. They did not realize he was the word of God. All right, if there's anybody want to ask any questions, we're going to try to see if we can see it. What you have to do is you have to push one, and we'll see what the sees, if she sees anything. Do you see anybody else on there first? Okay, okay. If you push your button, number one, that will open up your mic, or show her something and she can open up your mic. The person that's on, you have a telephone number? Just the first three numbers. There you phone. Oh, oh, to be like,
0: it's eight one six
1: five right. If you would just push one, we can know that you're on. Well, okay, what time is it here? All right, as I say, we're experimenting today, so... Uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I've gave you the Word of God. I've taught you what the Word says. It's about uh, Mark, the 11th chapter, and the 23rd verse. Read what it says. If you wanted to, go back to the 22nd verse where it says, have faith. Beginning was the word. Everything was created by the word, and is still sustained today. If any time God stopped thinking about us, we would cease to exist. If He has not, if He ever ceased to talk about us, we would not exist any longer. We are sustained by the word. Now you're going to go through things in life. You're going to go through problems in life. Remember that God is. Rewarder of them that diligently—that means that you go through all kinds of problems and stuff diligently seek him. That means if I have to die, believing that I'm going to get the promise, according to the book of uh, Hebrew, they that There was many that died waiting for the promise, but they didn't get it because they were waiting for a better, a better solution. We call it resurrection or or other things but it was a better solution that God would give them on the other side. Your reward down here, somebody can steal it from you. But once you pass over to the other side, you enter into a glory realm, and there's no lies up there, no people being selfish up there. Everybody loves each other. I'm trying to tell you, when you enter into the other realm, there is no such thing as hatred. There is no such thing as disappointment. It's a, a, a word called David, and the word David means beloved. And the Holy Ghost tells you, you are accepted in the beloved. You are, and you'll be trying to tell him how bad you were because you're going to try to confess, but he'll always tell you, God loves you. You are accepted in the beloved. And then after a while, when you really understand the whole truth of the matter, We're all just one spirit. We're just fragmented off the one spirit. And God's trying to get us back to the unity of the one. That's why Jesus said, me and the Father are one. And he said, I'm praying for the that you will be like me and the Father, that we'll be one. In the beginning of the book of Genesis, they used to be of one accord, one man. That's why they were able to build the Tower of Babel, and it was not, there's a reason for it called Babel. It means languages, but they were all in one language, and they were able to do all kinds of things. Even God said, if I don't go down and stop them now, there will be nothing restricted from them. So he confused their language. In the last time, what does it talk about? Babel. It talks about Babylon. It talks about confusion. It talks about misdirection. This is what mankind does. God gives us spirit, which means understanding the the way that he wants this world to be ran. We're here for his pleasure. And if we complete his pleasure, he says, enter into the joy of the Lord that will prepare for you from the foundation of the world. So if you don't get things here, Don't worry about it. There is a time that you will be blessed if you do what's right. Amen. All right. Anybody else on there? Anybody? All right. Well, as I say, there's nobody asking any questions. We're getting ready to uh, uh, sign off. We'll be back on again next Monday at uh, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, some of y'all's time. And uh, that number eight, eight one six, and what did you say? Well, five eight eight. If you just push one right now, we acknowledge you if you got anything you want to say. All right. Well, we'll let you go until next week, and I'll let the board pray us off. We thank
0: you for today. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Our uh, apostle has brought forth the word. We pray that. Uh, <clears throat> The seeds that are planted be planted in our hearts that we may we may produce fruit going forth. And we just uh, pray that everyone is blessed and that um, that our hearts are not hardened and that our eyes have been enlightened to, to see what God God wants to show us. I pray that everyone be blessed in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. All right, we'll say it. next time the Lord, which is a tenfold blessing. All right. You see, I don't know what to do, how to pay the recording.